Welcome to the College Wealth Podcast, the ultimate financial guide to help you understand your financial stresses and how to build from it. Your lessons won't be in class, and your projects can either save you or earn you money. We host episodes three times a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to help you reach your financial freedom. Now let's get started with your host, Owen Parody. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Hola. And welcome to the 23rd episode of the College Wealth Podcast. Today's oh. episode title, A Fool's Errand. Now, errand, maybe tell like, like, errand, like what type of errand? Like an, an errand like, you know, like A.A. Ron? Like A.A. Ron. Like A.A. Ron. And by the way, just so that we don't miss the introductions, my name is Owen Parody, and I'm joined here with my co-host, William Goulet. How are you doing, William? Oh, I'm doing quite wonderful. Flabbergasted a, by your response. How about, how, about, how about yourself? How are you? I'm doing awesome, and I'm very, very excited, very pumped for this episode. Why and, is that? I'm, I'm excited. I'm just excited listening to you right now. Okay, so this episode is called How to Fail... Or at least not win at reaching financial freedom. <laughs> so, so you this know, is amazing. I'm actually excited to listen to what you have to say on this one. You know, this Friday episode, it's a little bit freakier. You know, uh, yeah, my voice. I woke up with a bit of a different voice today. You know, <laughs> I'm used to being more down here, but now you know things have been switched up a little bit. It's fun. Yeah, uh, you almost sound like me. I, you mean I almost sound like me? <laughs> oh, how yeah. freaky this Friday is! Jeez. <laughs> so, uh, to, to touch a little bit on what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about something called cash flow. Okay. Um, another way to not win at reaching financial freedom is poorly investing in quotes. Okay. And misusing credit. Interesting. All right. Okay. That'll touch a little bit on our credit week that we had uh, yeah. a, a couple weeks back, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let, let me start by asking you this. Do you know what cash flow is? You're asking me? I'm asking you, William. <laughs> so cash flow would be like your incoming. In this case, for most people, it'd be like your incoming income, mm-hmm. incoming income. Uh-huh. You're right. And and your out uh so your input and your output. Yes. So your input would be your income and your output would be your spending. And if you're spending more than your than you're earning, then you have a negative cash flow. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm gonna kick this off with a little bit of a little bit of a stat here. Oh, stat man. Yeah, yeah, the stat man, that's me. And <laughs> just so we're clear, I'm not a financial advisor. Okay. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I'm not a financial advisor by any yeah, means here. I'm not, I'm not either. Uh, that's uh, not me anyway. We're just two guys on a random podcast that you're listening to right now. Yeah, two random guys on a Freaky Friday on a podcast. <laughs> um, so anyways, the, to touch back on the fool's errand, a little bit of a stat here for you. Hold on. Just clarifying, it's errand like E-R-R-A-N-D. That's right. A fool's okay. errand. Not actually errand like... The person, no, not there. like AA Ron. Like <laughs> okay, just I know yeah, of course, of course. You can't, tell, you, you can't tell in a podcast, so I was just clarifying here. A fool's errand, okay, 
Is okay. that better? Yes. <laughs> All right. I love the fool's errand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in 2016, okay, the average household earned how much? This year is coming from debt.com forward slash statistics. So is this Canadian or American? American. So how much did the family household income? Like what was the average household? Okay. So I know I, I know in Canada it's around seventy thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Canadian, like I said. Canadian. So in US, I'm gonna lean around fifty-four thousand, fifty-five thousand. See, this one here says seventy-four thousand six hundred and sixty-four dollars. Uh, Does this that? come as a Seventy-four thousand six hundred and sixty-four dollars, U.S. As far as I'm concerned, this is U.S. dollars. Uh, I'm guessing uh, this is gross. Oh, and this is a household, right? Okay, yeah, okay, gross. I could see, not net. No, certainly not net. (laughs) I could definitely, I could definitely see from my research and everything that. $74,000 net would just seem way too much in my opinion. That'd be nice. It would be be very nice. It would be very nice. I agree. You know, they're just a couple hundred dollars from uh, buying happiness, apparently. Yeah. If you yeah from our our last last episode. episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, I, um, if it's net, then by all means, I, that's that's wonderful. I'm happy to hear that, but I'd be surprised I if it was I certainly don't net. think it is net. Now, okay. it says here, the average expenditures were of, guess how much? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just going to clarify quickly for everyone. Net, just basic thing. Net means after your taxes and everything. Yes. yes just quick, quick, quick little reference here. Good call. But, good call. <laughs> yeah. So... Expenses, 55, no, I can't say 55, but no, you know what? I'm going to say 55,000 again. Wow. <laughs> that's so incredibly close. $57,000. <laughs> well, that's why I said it there. I was like, you know what? I'm going to say 50, like 55 again. That's amazing. Which quick maths, uh, it leaves around $17,000 in free cash flow. That's right. it, that's that's if it's net uh, if it's grow if your seventy four thousand is net. Do do you know uh, what I mean? Yes. So the cash coming in minus the cash going out. Yes. Yeah, which, so which would mean taxes as well. What? Yeah. So if seventy four thousand before taxes, fifty five thousand after taxes. No. 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 After the expenditures. So that would be let's say your mortgage. Okay. Um, your housing, your food bills, things leaves like that. Leaves for $17,000. It leaves for $17,000 in free cash flow. Okay. Which means, on a good note, that the average person is, is cash flow positive. But that's, right? no, but that's what I'm saying. That's what exactly what I'm saying. So is that $74,000 average gross or net at that point? 74000 gross. Yeah, so included after, in in the fifty seven thousand dollars of expenditures, okay, are the taxes. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense now. Okay, right? Yes, okay. Now I understand. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yes, yes. Sorry about that. I know I'm challenging your statistics on this one. But. No, no, no. It's no problem. It's <laughs> debt.com forward okay. slash statistics. 
There you go. So, Telling us exactly where it's from. Fact check me, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's positive cash flow, which is excellent news. Yep. Um, and and in fact, one of the ways to grow grow your wealth, grow your savings, is yep. to have that positive cash flow, right? For sure. Negative cash flow is when your means are higher than your income. Yep. Now, at, at which point you'd love to either to, to move towards positive. That's the best way. Of course. That's best practice, right? Yep. I agree. So what are some of the ways that you can do this? We've talked a little bit about this last week. Okay. So how can you go, if you're in a negative cash flow, how can you in, uh, ameliorate your cash flow? Well, you can reduce your expenses, first of all. Decrease the money going out, yeah. You could get yourself a new job. Get yourself a new job, increase the money going in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think those are the the two only ways you could really do it. Exactly. Decrease your expenses or increase your your wage. That's what's nice about the cash flow formula is... It's just one minus another. <laughs> it really is. It's, so, not, it's not like all these fancy numbers with letters inside of them or anything like that. Exactly. There's no X's to figure out. No. Know? Um, so so that, that's the way that you could do it. And you might remember last week I was mentioning that someone was asking me a little bit and still not a financial advisor myself. Owen yep. Berezi, I'm not a financial advisor. Yep. Um, now that that someone was asking me, oh, you know, I, I I want to save a little bit more so I can do some of these investments. I'm like, okay, well, you want to cut on this, cut on that, or you maybe your vehicle, cut on that yep, a little bit for sure. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, well, how are you going to make more money then? Well, I'm not going to change jobs, and I don't want to do overtime either. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, jeez, you're leaving me in a bit of a. You're you're not wanting to change. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, obviously, if you want to change a formula, there's got to be a change somewhere. There's only two factors. So, obviously, the goal is to have uh, the, the positive cash flow so that every month, that, that, every, that every month you don't go further and further into debt, yep. which is what happens when you have a negative cash flow. You get closer and closer to debt. For sure. And, as, and once you are in debt, you just keep going closer and closer and closer to your goal. Mm-hmm. of not winning at reaching financial freedom. <laughs> Link it back to your thesis, you see? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, number two, poorly investing. Okay. That's a big it, one, yeah. Investing is in brackets. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about savings account. Okay. Okay. Yep. Tell me a little bit of your experience about savings account. You already know my mindset with savings <laughs> accounts. Please, please. I need to hear it, William. <laughs> so for the people who aren't aware, I'm not a fan of savings accounts or high interest savings accounts, I should say, because they're basically a means for the banks to use your money and make money off of your money mm-hmm. and then give you a small cut of it. So... It- Basically, what I'm saying is you can go into a very low risk ETF. I'm just getting fancy with stock and uh, for, with stock trading and everything like that. A low, mm-hmm. a low risk ETF that may actually give you some form of dividend throughout the, uh, throughout the year or throughout the years that continuously yeah. grows. 
and might have corrections just like your pension and just like your uh your 401k or rsp yeah retirement funds basically but that you're able to you'll be able to go and you're still able to access it whenever you want to by selling it but at least you can make returns three to five percent a year Mm -hmm. plus so do you count a savings account as investing as an investment myself no okay i because they typically return and you especially with what's happening right now it's like less than a percent yeah it now high interest is if you get one percent it's now considered high interest (laughs) which is you know it's not the highest right no Uh, one thing that I certainly wouldn't advise because I'm not a, a financial advisor, no. but a neat tactic that I've heard is rather than settle for 1%, okay. why not pay it back? Let's say if you have a car loan and maybe okay. your loan's at 5%. Yep. If you pay that down, you're going you're gonna to avoid being upside down on your loan. Yep. And at the same time, it's performing at a higher, at a, at a, at a, at a higher uh, return, right? Yep. For sure. Now, Car loans are a little bit different because it's harder to if you if if you put money into it, then you tie up your money into it. One hundred percent, and it's harder to get it out, right? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely worth you know considering that. Um, but if let's say if you don't plan on using that money and you have a high interest loan, you should definitely get rid of that ahead of time before trying to go forward with all these different th- sure. with all these different investments. Oh no! Better yet, For- diversify. Yeah. Right? With some of your extra money. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of of upside down loans. Okay. Does do you own your investment or does your investment own you? Oh, I like that saying. That's good. Owen. Like I can I can sell you this ATV for 25% annual, and it won't even impact your credit. You just have to sign this paper. And you know you'll have access to this loan zero dollars yep. down. Yep. Are you interested? You know you're not asking the right person for this one. Oh well, we'll see. Hold on, we'll see the answer. Sorry, <laughs> William, I meant. <laughs> yeah, I was going to correct you on that one. Yeah, there. of course, silly, silly Owen. <laughs> so basically, what ends up happening is when you have something like that, twenty-five. You say twenty-five percent interest. Is that correct? Hmm. Annualized, of course. Twenty-five percent annualized. Uh-huh. That's horrendous. But it, it's, well, it's six you know, years. It, yeah, you can okay. pay it back. You can take six years' time. It's okay, no so it's not as bad as as a credit card, which is twenty percent a month. Uh, hold on. Uh, so hold on. Sorry, my bad. I'm uh, I'm I'm going to go and say that it's still not good. Yeah, sure. sure. Let, we good. can agree to that. We we it's not good, especially for an ATV, which is a something of pleasure. Mm-hmm. That's actually not going to give you any return whatsoever. Yeah, you're going to be paying a lot more on interest. So your let's say your ten thousand dollar quad, just in one year, at twenty five percent, you'd be paying. I mean, this is if you didn't make any payments or anything. And it stayed at ten thousand without any, uh, adding over the course of every month. You'd be paying approximately two thousand to 
2300 I would say probably closer to $2,300 in interest. And here's the kicker. So whenever you start paying that down at first, most of your money is going to your interest and very exactly. little yep. goes to, to paying down the principal. Yep. Now let's say it's four months down the line and there's a brand new ATV in town. Yep. And I say, Owen, I think I can buy back your sold. ATV and you can sold. use some of this. I'm you sold. Can, you can use some of this money <laughs> 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 to get yourself this brand new eight year payments, 0% down, 20% interest, a 5% reduction. Uh, At that point, Owen, if you tell me yes, the ATV owns you. Uh, I think you the know? ATV already owned me in the first <laughs> place. But now it owns you extra. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- th- that's just to give an idea of what being upside down on it is. And it because you take your previous upside down balance and upside down being the, the value that you're going to sell your ATV for is yeah. less than the loan that's left to pay out. That balance could be transferred onto an even newer ATV. And then you're, you're, I won't say doubly upside down, but you can be even further upside down on your debt. For sure. No, I definitely agree. Like an upside down K. Exactly. Except this one isn't good. Except this one is not good. It is fun, (laughs) but it's not good. No, exactly. So no, I definitely agree with you on that one. It's not uh, definitely not a good thing at all. Yeah, a solid alternative would be um a, a solid alternative would be get if you can get yourself a secondhand ATV. I was going to say for something of pleasure like that, like you 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 can't like you shouldn't be putting like minimum down on a on an ATV or something like that. Yeah. Like if I, I think a good rule of thumb is if you can put 50% down yeah. and pay it off in less than 3 years assuming that the interest isn't too bad, yeah. then maybe you can afford it, right? A, no, a similar rule goes with vehicles as well. Yep. No, exactly. And I guess it kind of goes back to what we are talking about last episode and also the many episodes, understanding your wants and needs. And right. a brand new ATV might not be the best thing to take on if you're in a financial trouble to begin with. But I want though. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> So that that ties in pretty well to our third point. Okay. And that's misusing credit. Okay. Uh, so misusing credit, I made the best differences between uh, good debt and bad debt and bad debt. Yep. There's obviously a lot more to credit. You know, we can go back to credit week. You know, we had some nice, uh, some, some nice talks about credit, credit cards and how you can leverage those. But yep. I'd like to just stick to good debt and bad debt. Okay. Because there is such thing as good debt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I look forward to diving right in. I'm sure you'll be able to give me a few examples. For sure. Uh, Bad debt would be the exact example that we just gave, right? Yeah. You go upside down on it, unfortunately. And maybe it's even a predatory loan where it's very, very high interest rates and they don't ask much from you, but you have to pay in exchange. Yep. And at the end of the day, it doesn't get you any richer. For sure. Now, in contrast to that, good debt is, Owen? I'm sorry, could you repeat that question? I said, in contrast to bad debt, 
Good okay. debt is Owen. Good uh, debt. Oh, sorry, William. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get my name straight, please. Yeah, honestly. Freaky Friday. <laughs> so basically, good debt would be something that would bring you an income or anything like that. But may mm. cause, so I see it in that way that'll generate you income at the same time. So let's say you need a loan for a business or something like that. Yeah. It's not necessarily a bad debt, depending, of course, on how you evaluate that business and if it's income generating or if you're purchasing a rental property. Exactly. Exactly. So let's say. Owen, I have a property that a property that costs a hundred thousand dollars, and let's say you only have ten thousand dollars in your bank account. Yes. Can you afford it? No. No. Let's say that with a loan that's being offered to you at five percent. Yep. There will be two hundred and fifty dollars a month left over. Yep. Which means three thousand dollars per year left over. Mm-hmm. then this is good debt. You're using debt to make yourself some money and you're getting richer and richer and richer every time. Yeah. Now, if you're using debt and there's money left over, that's also called a cash flow. For sure. I agree. And if you're able to leverage debt to your advantage, to getting a cash flow and mm-hmm. getting some good investments, mm-hmm. then you have failed at not winning at reaching your financial freedom. <laughs> I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I love the way how you're transitioning every time back to that, that point. And it's so true. It's so true. And I think that's the biggest point that a lot of people don't understand is what an investment is and that there, there is such thing as good debt. Right. But the biggest thing that I have to say on this, especially when it comes to properties, if your credit limit is of $400,000, $500,000, do not go and take out a $500,000 loan. No. That, I hate that. I hate that. A lot of people say, oh, this is how much I can get. Yes, you can get that. But it's, is it recommended? No. Now you're tapped out. Yeah. You're just, and then let, let's say if there's another opportunity that shows up, you can't do it anymore. No. Nope. Right? Yep. And that's opportunity costs. And I'd love to get into that in another episode, opportunity costs. No, exactly. I agree with that 100%. I just thought I'd put that a little bit as an anecdote because a lot oh, of yeah. people say, oh, well, I have $300,000 uh, $300, credit limit or I'm pre-approved for $350,000 oh. for, for a house. And it's like, okay, well, don't go and look for a $350,000 house. because. Or pre- Sorry, sorry. No, but yeah, exactly. It's just, it's a lot of work. It's just a lot of work that you're going to have to put in for maximum payments. And I'm saying maximum in regards to the maximum pre-approval loan that you have. And it's just really, it's not a good way of doing it. Unless, of course, like I said, you're going for an income generating property that can go and reduce those costs. Yeah. Exactly. It'll make and, a little bit more sense. And if you have some positive cash flow with your investment property, you know, it, it, it'd be a wise decision. That's for sure. Well, no, but yeah, for sure. To touch on the pre-approval, you know, you might be pre-approved for a $63,000 car. <laughs> yep. And all you have to do is commit to bi-weekly payments for eight years. It's even, they even have weekly payments now. I've seen yeah. it on TV, yeah. only $99 a week. That's 400, that's $400 a month. 
Yeah, that's not even your insurance, your gas, your maintenance, or nothing like that. And uh, being in Northern Ontario, your winter tires, winterization, and everything like that. Block heater. Let's not forget the block heater. (laughs) For all uh, all the other people who don't live in Canada or in Southern Ontario, look up a block heater because in Northern Ontario, we actually need one installed in our car. (laughs) Yeah, a block heater is, is you plug in your car to keep your coolant warm enough so that your your car will start (laughs) your battery your battery yeah but yeah so that put aside yeah it just keeps uh, the car from dying before you actually start it in the morning at 50 below yeah exactly (laughs) um so so that was it that was everything that i had planned for today um owen uh, sorry william uh again (laughs) Let's uh, let's hope that we go to sleep and we wake up with. Uh, I, I miss my body. I miss my, I miss my body. Will <laughs> can we switch, please? <laughs> yes, I would like mine back as well. All right. That, that well, was here's awesome. here's to hoping that we get back to normal, whatever our normal is, soon yep. enough. For sure. Um, but that was the wrap up, wrapping up. Three: How to fail, or at least not win, at reaching your financial goals. A fool's errand. Um, I've, I've, this, this was a really fun one. Yeah. Thank you everyone for watching. Please do follow us on Facebook, college wealth podcast, the ultimate guide. The ultimate uh, it's guide. the, the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate. guide, guide, guide. <laughs> Please do join us. It, it's a, it's always a pleasure interacting with people there and we will see you next week. Peace. Bye. This has been your daily dose of motivation with the College Wealth Podcast. If you enjoy the show, make sure to leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening and until the next episode.